And I'm not proud about that. I'm not happy that that I'm I'm, I'm admitting that to shame myself. I am genuinely not wearing pants right now. Dude, Cap, what's your, what 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 what's your favorite anime anime song? Like like what's what's your favorite anime intro? Uh, <laughs> um, I actually, you know, I when I've been, I was, you know, like right after the B two stuff, and I wasn't really streaming and stuff. Like for whatever reason, I just started creating. I realized that my stream deck can make uh, act as a soundboard, mm-hmm. 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 and I actually do have an anime folder. Because I find anime funny as a as a tool, and uh, and so I have one of the intros, uh, and it's the classic. It's uh, the Attack on Titan theme. Oh, I I think you know that one, right? Yeah, I think I know the more English- the singing Latin. <laughs> that one. Everything is better with a soundboard. If I could have a soundboard on our show right now, I would. But the problem is, is that the only thing that I know how to do with the soundboard is like play fart noises or like funny game show music. So I would ask you a question and like hit who wants to be a millionaire all the time. And then I'd make a joke about Regis Feldman dying. And then we'd be like, wow, Joe, you're going to get more bad reviews. Um, and that's... Can you can you overlay like five seconds of the Attack on Titan theme song with me trying to sing it? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I'll do that just for you, man. <laughs> I'm I'm only asking about the anime because I'm looking over when I record the podcast. Um, like I I I look forward and I see the rest of my live. I'm in the middle of my living room, and then if I look to the left, I have like a little patio that's that's very small, but but I there's a sliding glass door to go outside, and I can see my neighbors over to the left. And they're just always watching TV. And uh, for a while, it, it's been a lot of like nightly news. And it's been a lot of... I think they watched the entirety of Grey's Anatomy. But now they're watching anime. Which just really, really confused me. Because they went from like <laughs> old old people TV to uh-huh. to 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 like anime that that is I mean they're they're subs on it so they're they're watching they're watching the original the original dub so I have so how, many questions. how old are your neighbors are you they're, able to, have you seen them they're they're in their thirties it okay. is like a thirties situation like like a <laughs> mid to late thirties they have money dude they they just got a Peloton so those are fucking expensive their their oh. furniture is expensive and I'm just like wow these people have the life. They just they just sit there in their in their fancy furniture, and watch anime. And I, I'm just here. They're in that awkward phase of like, ah, like I'm a, a nerdy, like you know, like I'm a nerdy millennial, but now I'm becoming an adult, and I care about the news, and but I still want to watch my animes. They have two dogs, um, big dogs, like like Rhodesian Ridgebacks, and. Normally they make no noise ever, but this morning they woke me up and I'm like, "What is going on? I thought I, w- I thought I was dreaming." I'm like, "What? What's why? Why are there dogs? What's going on?" And then I'm like, "Oh, oh man, I have neighbors. That's right. I live in an apartment complex. So, please, please pity me." <laughs> because of dogs. Because of dogs, dude. I, I. W- <laughs> um, you ever? Is you your ever- finger by- better, by the way? <laughs> I see the thing still on it. I didn't know that I held it up to camera. No, dude. This is I'm I'm spending literal more months with my fingers still fucked up. I'm supposed to basically have them have them strapped together for even longer. And the longer I strap them together, the tighter they go. So I need physical therapy and I still might need surgery. It's really fucked up. I man. The doctor's like, hey, wear the splint a hundred percent of the time and i'm like okay i'll definitely do that and then i realize more and more that i'm just lying to her because i'm not wearing it a hundred percent of the time and then i go back and i see her and she's like yeah you've been wearing it all the time i'm like yeah yeah i have yeah. because for some reason lying about it seems better than being like no actually yeah, lying I really, about your health i really i really didn't wear it a hundred percent of the time and my fingers yeah, never. When I go to the dentist, man, I'm like, and they ask you, like, so how often do you floss? I'm very honest with them. I'm never. You should really do that. I'm like, listen, I didn't. I'm not paying money through the American healthcare system for you to judge me. Now clean my teeth, prevent these ca- cavities that will eventually show up because I don't floss. Dude, I, I find flossing works best for me if I if I floss in the car. 
I, I, I never really mm. flossed until I got those little floss picks, you know, like the ones that come in the little plastic thing pre, pre-flossed. Yeah. And I would do that on my morning commute. I would floss in traffic. And that was something that I can do, like, with my hands and my brain while I was otherwise doing nothing. That just made sense. And ever since then, that's kind of been, been my flossing routine. Because um, my, mom, my mom was a, uh, was a dental hygienist. So I grew up, mm. I grew up around very uh, strict teeth regimens. I would like, I have vivid memories of her watching me, like with a timer, being like, "You know, Joey, you said you didn't brush your teeth for long enough, so we're gonna do it for three whole minutes." <laughs> and she would just stand there and like watch the clock, and I'd be like, "Are we done yet?" She's like, "Nope, it's only been forty seconds. You gotta brush for three minutes." I'm like, fuck, mom. <laughs> I'm surprised that didn't turn you like completely against dental health. It did. Dude. Like once you got out of the house, you were like, I'm never brushing my teeth. My my rebellious phase when I was like, I don't know, probably the beginning of middle school. I'm like, I'm just not going to take care of my teeth as much. Like, yeah, fuck you, mom. You can't keep track of how much I brush my teeth. I would like lie to her and say that I brushed my teeth. And then like she would check my toothbrush to see if it's wet. And she'd be like, you lied. So I would, like, intentionally, like, run the water in the sink, get my toothbrush wet, like, put mouthwash in my mouth so my mouth would be vaguely minty enough, and then just try and fake brushing my teeth, which is a win for no one, because I should mm-hmm. brush my teeth. It's very important. And I'm glad that I eventually came around on that to, to you know, be a normal dental hygienist human. And now I'm probably overly hygienist. I, I do long brush sessions. So I guess in the end she won, but there were there were a couple of years where I was like super against it. Brushing my teeth in the shower is, is what got me to, to change my tune about that. I'm a big proponent of brushing your teeth in the shower because I'm going to spend... Oh yeah, that's relaxing. I'm going to spend so much time in the shower anyways. I want to take like 20 minute showers. I want to make sure the fish have no water left and that I ruin the, the, the world um, and have high water bills. But um, but it's like an excuse. It's like I could trick myself. If I if I can just brush my teeth in the shower, then I can stay in the shower longer, and it's worth the punishment. I like how we promised last week. It was like, ah, right, well, because Cap's on vacation. This is short and sweet. We're not really going to talk about Dota, and then we just talked about like brushing our teeth for fifteen minutes. Dude, the the thing is, is like, I I was preparing to come in uh, today. I'm like. Okay, we're going to record with Cap tonight. We're going to do a show. I'm going to post it tomorrow. I'm going to think of some things to say. I'm going to I'm going to prepare myself. And then I've come in to potentially this episode the least prepared out of anyone that we've ever done. I've reached a new low, dude. Like, and I'm not proud about that. I'm not happy that that I'm I'm, I'm admitting that to shame myself. I am genuinely not wearing pants right now. Like, I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even like I'm in my underwear. You can't see, but I'm, I'm that's that's what's going on. Like, that's that's the level of 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 how my day's been going. Um so you so had a bad day. We've reached we've reached a new low, dude. I thought we weren't going to be able to record because I went to go boot up my uh, the the computer that we used to to stream on and that I used to record on, and uh, it just wow. There's a spider coming down immediately in front of my face. It's so small. It's it's following its web down. Wow, it's going to end in my cup. Wow, that's I'm going to have to cut that. That's actually <laughs> this is not interesting. Wow, can you? I mean, there's no way you can see this. I'm holding it by the no. web. Oh. No, I it's, so, it's so tiny. That's gross. Um, what was I saying? How is God I saying? went to go. <laughs> oh, your day is bad. How about a spider in your drink? Kind of. Yes, that's actually what's going on. Um, I, I, I got to turn on the computer and uh, it just does the thing where uh, when your hard drive doesn't work and it just boots straight to BIOS and it's like, hey, dude, there's no Windows here. And I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. We were supposed to record like 10 minutes ago. The amount of times, <laughs> the amount of times they tell Cap, like, don't worry, we'll record when I'm done with work. And then done with work turn goes from 6 to 7 to 8 to 8.15 to 8.20 to, oh, I got to take a shit. Now it's 8.30. It's too much. Um, so I'm like, hey, like, you're just taking my word for it. But like, man, the- <laughs> I was basically reinstalling Windows and switching hard drives. It's okay. If I was, uh, you know, a normal functioning adult with a regular busy schedule, then, uh, you know, maybe maybe I would actually be bothered. But I can't. I can't possibly be bothered. Why? Why? I, why would I? What have I done today? <laughs> All I did. You know what I did today, Joey? You, you know do? what I've done so did go, far? Did you go to Whole Foods? Is, is my pro- uh, no, I haven't left the house. 
um, on my pro- very productive Monday, I played D and D for four hours. Oh, that's that's that's, good. that's all I can say. That's all I've done with my life. Did so. you did you paint your face <laughs> green? Did I paint my face green? Because there no, appears to be green like body be paint orc? behind you. What? On on the shelf right behind you? Is is is, is there not green body paint? In not- front of Jakiro? That is aloe. Okay. Aloe vera. You got a sunburn. For a sunburn. <laughs> Dude. Yes. No, I don't dress up. I, I didn't saw, know if you were dressing up for D&D. Like D&D. No. <laughs> no, we don't. Man, I, yeah, I fucking... I, I used to uh, vehemently fight the idea that I was a chronically late person. Uh, a, a lot of people in my family are just generally late to everything. And I kind of took it as a point of pride that I wasn't going to be that person. And I would find uh-huh. every reason to not be late and to be on time. But I would always end up like kind of being a little bit late. Whether it be like, oh, I'm like showing up to a meeting a minute late. That's like an online call. Or, oh, I'm just waking up later. Oh, you know what? I, I can, I'm going to a party. I can be there like 20 minutes late. Let me finish this game at Dota. Or let me queue for a game. It'll be 30 minutes. And it's an hour long. And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> I guess I'm just going to be a little bit late. Who cares? Um, and, and I think as, as I age on, I just decide to embrace the fact that I just have a problem with this because I haven't been able to fully fix it yet. And I feel like I'm yeah. giving up on it. No, I know what you're talking about. I'm terrible. I'm terrible with timeliness. Uh, and whenever I tell that to people, they're always like, I remember the last time I had this conversation was with, uh, was with Ted period. And he was like, he was like, what? But you were, you were in the army and all that, weren't you? That is, is you too. I thought you were supposed to be timely. Did you get your get your butt kicked for not being there on time? And I was, I was like, okay, yeah, I was there on time for that stuff, uh, because the punishment was severe enough. And even then, I was distinctly remember being late a couple times. All the all my military experience really did. Uh, to be 100% honest, it didn't make me more of a, 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 a timely person. All it did is increase the anxiety uh-huh. of when I know I'm going to be late. That's all it did. It, just, it didn't change my habits. It just made me more anxious about my bad habits. One of my least favorite feelings, um, no, no exaggeration, <laughs> is when I'm in a car and I'm uh-huh. in some type of traffic and I know that I am criminally cutting it close to the time I'm supposed to be somewhere and it's like relatively important whether it's like just the start of a work day or like a meeting or anything and you know you're like hmm I'm either gonna be on time or I'm gonna be like three minutes late or I might be like 10 minutes late and the feeling of anxiety that causes of like hmm what is my excuse for this? I can't just say that I'm a piece of shit. Why am I late? No. What's going on? And then that that argument that I have in my head for the entire time leading up to knowing that I'm going to be late to actually arriving is is torture. But I continue to torture myself like that because yeah, I just, I just let these this? things happen. I know that I don't like it. Why do we do this to ourselves? I don't know, man. <laughs> well, I, I can say, I can at least say that I've gotten a lot better with it. Uh, over the last four or five years, so maybe as you get older, Joey, when you reach reach an old an old gentlemanly age like me, you'll it, uh, you'll have grown out of your bad habits. But I I, I think it's just mostly just because of my casting job, because there are similar like anxieties of like what are the consequences of if I'm late, you know, if I'm late to a broadcast while well, the broadcast is starting with or without me. So, exactly. what, you know, what do I do about that? Um, but like, I, I have gotten better about it. Uh, I think, I think eventually all that anxiety and all the bad feelings, especially if, uh, because like we're oftentimes traveling in groups, like I'm making my friends wait that, that has slowly, but certainly beaten me down to a point that I've gotten much, much better at it. Yeah, it's easier to do when you're trying to like impress other people or when you really have a reason to be somewhere on time. But if I know that there's zero consequences, yeah. Like if I'm just going to go see my friends for for drinks or something, there's no reason why I'm like, oh, god, I got to be 15 minutes early. It's like I'll probably be 10 minutes late. And that's uh, yeah, that's w- oh, that's that's fine. I'll be okay. When I worked at the paper warehouse, man, I was late all the time, constantly. Uh, because our work time was from seven thirty 
to 430. Um, I believe that's how it went. Uh, so we were supposed to clock in at 730 and we wrapped up at 430 should be out the door by 430 anyways. Uh, and but we didn't actually start um, loading paper until eight. Knowing that I would only show up at like 750 because for me, I hate wasting time in that regard, especially if it means I can get more sleep. I hate just sitting there. And just being like, okay, I got here at 7.15, time to wait 45 minutes for my job to actually start. Like, oh my Fuck that. God, get me out. And my, bo- my boss, like, he brought me to the office one time and he was like, he was like, you never get here at 7.30. You know, you get paid starting at 7.30. And I was like, I'm fine with starting to get paid at 8. <laughs> That's what I said. Instead of going, you're right, I understand, I should show up at 7.30. That's how much I hate just wasting time like that. I was like, you could take a half hour off. It's a real big dick energy move. That's like, (laughs) how how does does he respond to that? He's like, well, be earlier. He was like, no, he was like, that's not how that works. Be here earlier from now on. I was like, okay, Jim. Thanks, Jim. Uh, Appreciate it, Jim. Yeah, uh, thank God I, I eventually got out of that that, that job because I did not set myself up for uh, a ton of success. <laughs> I mean, I, I was I was a good employee. Like, oh, here's the thing: is that like while I was not very timely, um, you know, in my early twenties and teenage years of being there on time, what I always was down, I was always down to work more. So I think that really bought me a lot of brownie points anytime like oh hey sorry guys we have something like like i'm always down to to work more what i don't like doing is waiting around to work i've always hated that i well i mean (laughs) it's funny because oftentimes you go work on sets now and a lot of times when you're working on sets it's just waiting to work Oh God, I I hate I hate it when a tournament organizer it gets us gets me there like four hours early. You know, I can totally forgive like getting me there an hour early. I understand production like I'm in a privileged position as talent. I'm there later. I'm I arrive later than the production people, and I leave earlier than the production people. Yep. I understand that, so I try very hard not to be like. I understand that me being there causes a lot of peace to the people working behind the scene you know the person the talent handler isn't like sitting there worrying is that person going to show up that reflects badly on me you know i want Mm -hmm. them to be okay so i'm totally fine an hour hour and a half two hours is a little bit much for the start of a show but like uh, okay i get it but they're like be here four hours early i'm just like why why wasting my time like this? Like, come on, you're, man. You're just going to sit in a green room with your friends and, like, eat? Yeah. Like, just like... They're like, I promised you, like, I, there's no prep that I do in that, in that period of time. All the prep that I've done, I've done long before. I, I have been very, very prepared up until that point in time. And there's no rehearsal i need to do like everything is just i get up on stage the camera goes on and i start talking (laughs) and i just flow from there there's no like preparation before that man i (laughs) god that's pretty funny i i watch so much of because that's really how sets work with talent, and even not with talent, like I, I'm interested in people who can get to a job and then just be like, "Well, I'm okay, just hanging out." And I always appreciate people who do want to work more. I think that's something that, like, uh, probably, probably my dad beat the fuck into me. Um, and then I recognize that as like a quality that I have, so I like to see it in other people. And when I see someone else who will like work extra hours or volunteer themselves for stuff or just like go above and beyond that definitely puts someone in my good graces pretty quickly to see someone who's like taking the extra steps oh i told the tournament organizer something of that recently because we were talking about like uh the tournament and stuff like that and we're talking about um like how the shifts are going to work who's going to be there and i was like look between you and me you know something's gonna go wrong, right? It's like you you know this isn't gonna work out the way you think it's gonna work. It's not gonna work out that way, you know. And I was like, just so you know, like I, I, 
I'm down to cover some shifts. I know how it's going to be. That's totally fine. It's all good. Because it, it, it's just, you know, I'm always down to work later into the day. I'm always down to work more hours. Just don't, don't make me get there early, please. Yeah. Uh, I hate that part. I'd always rather work later than start earlier. Yeah. Maybe that's some kind of weird gamer hours we keep. Yeah, that probably. Probably has something to do with that. I want to get to this email real quickly before too many people like uh, are asking, like, wouldn't they actually go to talk about Dota? I have to talk about this email. You I keep on thinking me. about it. You teased me this afternoon. You're like, dude, I got an email and I have to share it. And you didn't tell me what it is. So I have no idea what you're going to talk about. But the amount of giddy you are for it is just kind of exciting to me. I mean, I think I'm getting too excited for it. But for me, th- this just, it hits my funny bone. I find this stuff very funny. Um, but I didn't post it on social media because I know it's inherently going to come with some baggage that I just don't really want to bring up either for myself for other people for whatever you know but talking it here on this podcast you know there's a degree of separation you know okay okay so so i get this email early today (laughs) title of email dota 2 caster toby one accused of sexual harassment (laughs) okay we're off to a really strong start that's the topic of the email. I see that. I immediately think, oh, it must be some sort of like investigative. Like it must be a journalist, right? Like that's my first thought. Uh, some sort of you know investigative journalist who's trying to get more information onto what happened with the Me Too movement going on in Dota, right? Yep. That, that sounds that sounds like the most reasonable reason an email starts with that title, right? Yeah, I mean, I'd probably put like inquiry or interview request or or something in in the title, but sure, uh, but okay, sure. okay, let's let's go for it. And and so I open it thinking like, oh, okay, like I'm a little bit surprised because there's just no investigative journalism in Dota. The only news that happens in Dota is things are reported, uh, that are announced by talent, tournament organizers, uh, players. They say something on social media, and websites will just take that (laughs) put it into an article and say this thing happened and then a brief amount of context into why link to the tweet go on from there right there's no actual investigative journalism of like talking to people behind the scenes developing sources anything like that maybe dota 2 is just boring i don't know but uh it's like that most gaming esports but you know yeah so so i was like oh that's that's interesting uh uh, I w- wonder who this could be. And this is kind of late into the game, but like, uh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> First line, this is where it already goes wrong. Hi, Toby. Oh, no. <laughs> Address to the email, dotacapitalist at gmail.com. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So, then, so it's starting wrong. Also, could you, this person, if they think they're emailing Toby, is starting it with that subject line? What? I don't know. Okay, sorry, go on. <clears throat> Hi, Toby. When people Google Toby One, this negative link shows up on page one of your search results. Link to an article by AFK Gaming. Article is about the sexual harassment uh, stuff and is the aforementioned journalism that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. As we adjust to this new normal, more people than ever are cooped up at home and on their devices. Google is the first place people go to learn about someone. Unfortunately, a negative first impression like this often leads to a lost business opportunities. In addition to the ongoing embarrassment that individuals and their family members all feel in these situations. We're an Inc. 500 ranked digital agency that specializes in pushing negative content off page one to ensure that searchers see you in the best light possible when doing their research. How? We'll replace your negative search results with high quality content on prominent websites. Building up your personal brand to establish you as a thought leader in your industry. We'll also work to push up existing assets that cast you in a positive light. 
We've successfully completed projects for many prominent figures in situations just like yours, and I'd love to spend five to ten minutes explaining how we can put this negative content in the past where it belongs. If this interests you, let me know your availability for a quick phone call, and I'll explain more. Thanks in advance. List the person's name. Oh, man, that's... Such a column? No? <laughs> uh, I responded. <laughs> oh, no. I just responded. You could have deleted it. Because the, the, the thing is, is that I clicked, on, I clicked on the article, too, which links me as one of the people, like, it, it very clearly lists me as, like, one of the people who says the things that I said. I just responded, well, that's awkward. (laughs) 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 He responds, apologies, Austin. I was clearly given the wrong contact information. Dot, dot, dot. Regardless. Regardless. Really? This is a pretty embarrassing moment. I mean, you're contacting me as an agency in order to basically cover up negative news with more positive news for somebody who had very, very negative news come out about them recently. And the person you happen to be contacting is the person on the other side of that news, first of all, uh, very clearly opposed to the person you're trying to contact. Uh, Then on top of that, there is the embarrassment of also just putting an email like this and addressing it to dotacapitalist at gmail.com and starting the email, hi, Toby Wan. You clearly have no idea who Toby Wan is. You clearly have no idea who I am. And you are just venturing into esports trying to fish for whatever business you can get. So that, that's embarrassing. And then the third embarrassment of, of just this in general, obviously, I understand that publishers and, and like media consultants and all those sorts of things exist. Uh, I understand that esports will eventually go that way, but it's also not a terribly good light for anybody's, you know, just having this interaction, you know? Yeah. Dude. And, and so there's the third problem of me just like you just putting this email to the wrong person. Like I just put it out there in public. Well, then that just looks weird, you know? What, like, what if I had, had implied with this email, you know, like, oh, look, you know, like, uh, you know, this person's trying to cover up the bad business that they've done or something in the past. What if I use that email for malicious purposes instead of the hilarity that I find it is, you know? Yeah, that, I mean, I'm, this is like, you know, kind of big business. Like, I assume that they're, you know, this is, this is all over the place. Normally, I think you think about the context in like Hollywood agencies being like fixers for people. And not just like... Yeah, they're a real company, too. I looked them up. Status Labs is their name. Dude, what a fucking shitty-ass business model. It probably makes them money. There's a reason why someone's doing that. I cannot believe they responded back to you. I would have just like... I cannot believe they responded back to you after you're like, ooh... (laughs) Okay, but here's here's the really funny part I find. Like I, that that is just like my response. That's like mm, really funny. But here's the part that, like really convinced me to come out, like uh, to talk about this on the podcast, is just the fucking unbelievable nerve of this person to finish this email with. You know, I would have fin- I would have been like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. This is clearly a a, a, a mix up. Uh, I I totally, uh, you know, please please understand. This was not meant for for you. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, but instead, that person brief apology. I was given the wrong contact information. Not like obviously it goes past that because you don't know who I am. You don't know who Toby is. Is he gonna do one of the like, hey, if you ever need me, here's my card. Right on the money, Joey. Regardless. <laughs> I do see this article appearing on your first page of search, so let me know if you'd like to have a conversation. Colon, insert another news article, this one being Dota 2 caster has unfortunate slip-up with team name at Dream League, a.k.a. Nigma. Attaching an overview of our wider portfolio of reputational services for your reference, should it be of use. Thank you for your understanding. And again, very sorry about the mix-up. 
signed insert person's name dude you i mean they they got you there <laughs> they they have a service for you dude they have a service they're they're the thing is are they wrong they can clean that man they could clean that up for me. Like, oh my god, dude. What is wrong with this person? Like, like how how would you possibly feel like you could be in charge of creating a better image for me as a, per, as a personality when A, you don't know who I am as a person. Clearly, you've you've showcased that. B, you've showcased your incompetence directly to me. And see, you're trying to, when all this mix up happens, you try to up like weirdly upsell me or like find a, a different customer, a new customer opportunity by putting like my name in there and being like, well, there's, there must be dirt everywhere, you know, and being like, ah, remember that time you said Nigma incorrectly? Well, we, we have a solution for that. He's like, man, I hit the gold mine. He's like, ah, I, I got a way out of this. Don't you worry. Oh my god. Dude, that's the best part was it took him seven minutes to respond. So five minutes of that was him seeing this email going, oh shit. And then immediately putting Dota Capitalist into Google. Man. Reading up on some articles. Ah, there we go. That's how I get him. I wonder if he then proceeded to go also message, you know, Sunspan and everyone else too. He's like, oh, I got a whole new line of inquiry. I didn't even know about this. And you've spurred emails Honestly. to everyone else, dude. What a what a <laughs> unbelievable man! The industry then, leader in reputation management, Status Labs. Dude. <laughs> Status Labs sounds like God. <sighs> I I like I totally understand. Like the the example that we're putting forward here is is like a little bit shitty, but I totally understand. There is a need for people to maintain digital reputa- reputations yeah uh i i totally get that i you know it's it's kind of a weird business but i totally understand why it's a business i could see where esports will need that sort of thing eventually but as it stands right now like what's kind of shitty about this is that what i think is cool about esports right now is that it, it just fucking reeks of authenticity through and through of from the players from the talent from those sort of things like you have to actually be authentic one way or another to be able to survive in this business and this is one of the least authentic things you can kind of do in a way like i i understand there's probably a way to like still utilize that service but i i just can't see how i could use it i don't know I guess a whole trend just, I guess, with, with the younger millennials and the Zoomers in general. Because you see it with esports, you see it with, you know, uh, uh, you know, digital media in a lot of senses. It's like, if people aren't, like, real and available and on some kind of social media where you can, in theory, interact with them, like, it doesn't doesn't matter anymore. Like, you have to have that nugget of realism. And it's great that esports reeks of it. And I think a lot of people when they see money coming into esports is just scared of the opposite happening, right? It's like, ah, we're going to get all corporatized and then we're going to be the NFL and I'm going to have to go do my do my big money shilling thing. So, I- I'm interested to see how that evolves, you know, over the next 5-10 years and if how much of that we can keep versus how much of the trajectory we hit where we do just become the NFL, the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the weird part is, is that like these sort of services, it, it's weird with esports because like I know I'm not a big enough personality and very likely will never be to need something like this. Um, like I, I will never need that kind of management because I will never be big enough to be able to have that many fans for my personal brand. Uh, but even if I was at the point that I become, at, at the point that I am a, a potential consumer of their product, I simultaneously have a more powerful platform than they do. If I want to do something about my brand, I will have the platform to do that. Whether that is social media, whether that is Twitch, you know, whatever it is, I will very likely have a tool that I could utilize much better than they could, right? Because whatever, whatever ideas that they have when understanding the algorithm, of Google and search engine optimization and things like that, things that like I don't know, right? 
it's it, like so it's it's weird but the internet is, is a crazy tool like the internet fame that is out there as blunt of a tool as it can be it is much stronger tool than you know their understanding of algorithms and how to be able to replace the best news you know man i and the people who do want their service i imagine if you're like a, someone who really needs that type of stuff if you're like you know a top tier celebrity in in any regard new media or old media surely there's better people to handle the stuff too like that's a whole shadow industry in and of itself through through agents and and agencies and people mm-hmm. who are really good professional pr people for all these things surely you just don't want to take a cold call from media company x who's like hey you want me to clean google for you because they might be able to help but like i don't know who their base consumer is maybe it really is someone who is a toby who's like kind of in the middle and can say something but can't say something but has a social presence but doesn't i I just wonder how much business they actually do and who their core client is because yeah it it feels if you're too small who cares if you're too big there's better options yeah i feel like a lot of it is is just like traditional media types you know like actors and stuff sure they have their own social media platforms but i i don't really believe they have the connection to their fan base that like esports people do you know yeah um where like whereas esports and then also gaming culture as well like if you are that big in gaming what you probably have is a big twitch channel or you probably have a big youtube channel or facebook right it's like you have something that you know is is a tool much greater than so yeah I, i think it's probably just traditional media such as actors and then uh probably companies as well yeah well, but. I'll just keep calling you Toby Wan. Hey, Toby. Hey, Toby Wan. You <laughs> hey, want to move on to the next? T- <laughs> hey, Toby. What's the next topic? <laughs> did you uh, Did you enjoy your little vacation? Did you have a good time? Did I enjoy my vacation? The did you have a good time uh, yeah. on the beach? Um, I, uh, I did. Um, so what happened is that I, uh, LA closed up again. Um, so what happened here in LA is that, uh, Ellie is trying to open her business, um, her, she's trying to open her studio and she was in the process of opening it when LA shut down the first time. And then it reopened for a very short period of time and she was still in the process of opening it. And then it shut back down again. And I said, well, screw it. <laughs> let's, let's take a break here. Uh, so we got, uh, we rented a car and went on a road trip so we could stay away from people. Um, And we took a road trip from LA up to uh, just north of the Portland area, Mm -hmm. stayed with my mom for the weekend, and then road tripped back down. Uh, And then on the way back down, we were supposed to stay at a beach resort, um, which the resort that I found, I thought was going to be like a combination of a decent enough place to be able to stay while simultaneously not popular enough to be like have a beach that's like packed with people because then at that point in time i'm not going outside yeah so i was like okay but like it looks like this area will be i'll be able to socially distance away i feel from like people. there's a butt coming uh but um i had the rooms were pretty garbage and Ellie and I weren't really interested in in staying there. So uh, we didn't. So we drove down uh, farther down the coast. uh, And then we eventually found a different place to stay um, and stayed there for a night and then drove the rest of the way down the coast. It was a beautiful drive. You're absolutely right. Uh, That whole coast drive, was at Highway 1 or is that 101? Highway, the, the Highway 1, PCH. Yeah, I know there's two different. There's 101 and 1 both in that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah. They're the same is, freeway for, us, a, for a certain drive. stretch of road. We did see. We stopped and, and we saw the uh, the elephant seals. They are hilarious. I love <laughs> I them. Saw, I saw you tweeted about them. <laughs> they were just battling constantly. It was I'm, great. I'm happy they're there. I'm happy you got to drive down PCH. It's genuinely one of like the, the California pleasures that I try and recommend to people if they uh, have the bandwidth too if they either live here because even a lot of people i feel like who live here just have never done it and it's definitely worth the time if you're able to do it and people who travel like it's such a like there's very few drives like that literally in the world um yeah where it's just fucking pretty and you're up so high and you see the ocean for like hours um mm-hmm. and there's so p- few people actually taking that drive at least 
when I went anyway, it didn't feel like there was very many people. Maybe it's because it's such a commitment, right? It's like you enter on this side and you get out on this side and you are locked in. <laughs> and so it's definitely a very touristy. Uh, well, I'm not even sure touristy is the right word because it's kind of out of the way in the first place. Yeah, I, uh, it, it it's like niche touristy. I think a lot of people try and go to Big Sur um, and they find themselves taking PCH or like they want to go to Monterey. And they and they take PCH to Monterey, and they're like, "Oh, look at me! I've been, I've been big little lies." Um, <laughs> but yeah, well, there's so many great places to to park and to like just a, a little bit of sightseeing and just like because it, it's basically for those who um, haven't seen. It, I mean, you could Google it, but the what a lot of it is is these sort of uh, cliffs with the ocean down on the side um there's a fair number of like really nice beaches but i think the coolest sites for me anyway was the various because uh, it's sort of mountainous region uh just a little bit east to it so some very often you have these sort of cliff uh sort of types matched up right up against the ocean and you're driving right along that side almost the entire way uh and so it's it's really cool and there's there, lots of little areas to pull over and look around there's parts of that road where if you're driving southbound you're up against the side of the ocean which is the way you're driving and there's parts yeah. where, where you if you're in the passenger seat of that car you're probably 10 feet away if not less than than like a hundred and hundred a foot drop off off a sheer cliff face yeah you is, gotta trust your driver with your life there which is wild also like i most of the time, I, when I think of beaches, I think about like, you know, the, the more traditional beach you see where, where uh, everything's kind of already sea level. It kind of levels off to the beach. And I think the first time that I really saw like a sheer cliff face that goes to the ocean was when I drove down PCH. And it's wild because it's like, wow, that's just like 300 feet straight down into water. <laughs> there's no beach there like how did this how did this happen isn't the earth wild um big big we uh we did there are some some actual beaches that you can actually access uh the farther you go down in fact there was one area that uh was just sort of like a pullover and you had to climb down a little bit not very much you had to climb down just a little bit to get onto the beach um and everybody i saw there there was probably like five cars there they all got out of their car and were looking down but nobody actually went down onto the beach and i looked for signs i was like are we not allowed on (laughs) is this is this is this okay you wouldn't want to see anything so i was i was like all right well I'm going to climb down there. And so Ellie and I climbed down there and we had the entire beach to ourselves for, you know, we were only there for like 20 minutes, but she got some really good pictures. She brought her camera with us. Uh, so yeah. It stink. I'm glad that you had a, you had a nice trip. I think I'm, yeah. I think I'm looking to be due for one. I think that after the week or like, I think after July, I think I, I'm, I'm really going a little bit stir crazy and I just need yeah, to Yeah. You seem like you need a vacation. Something. You're working too hard. I need to do, I need to do something. I think my my vacation time has been spent like just playing games. Like I've been playing more Dota than I have in in years over the course of this mm. battle pass. Um and that that's like what I've been doing to kind of keep sane in in lieu of actually going and seeing people and having human connection, which has been great. Um there there there's some people in the guild who we've uh, we've played a lot of guild games with who have uh, become really fun people so you know that's that, that's been a good time just to just to kind of fuck around and, and actually have that but i think that i need to just like take my car and drive somewhere and not like 20 minutes somewhere like a couple hours somewhere and do, i don't fucking know do what but just just to like get away and fucking find a motel six and do whatever you do in a motel six i guess yeah. well i am uh <laughs> yes that's exactly what you do in a motel six <laughs> uh i i have in the opposite part of my life right now where i haven't really done anything in a while uh esl was a long time ago and so i have just been doing nothing but i am about to get back to working we got the uh epicenter slash we play event coming up so i am going to uh be heading over to ukraine to work on that so like two weeks right you got to take a big old big old yeah. airplane flight can you get direct lx to kiev uh not direct to kiev but i do have, i i think i have a stop so i don't remember uh but yeah 
Ukraine is like one of the few places that is still allowing Americans. And it, they are going to be, uh, we're going to be pretty safe about it. Um, so apparently the schedule is, is that, like we get there and then we get coronavirus tested and we're quarantined in our hotels uh, in for like two days or something until the results come back. And then, uh, and then we start work a few days later. Um, I don't know. It's, it's not like, again, it's not the most responsible thing in the world, but like, you know, it's one of those things. It's, uh, it sucks, but it's like, you kind of gotta throw up the, like, I need to make money. There's an inherent risk involved. You just kind of go with it. You know, it's also not the least risky thing in the world too. Like, I mean, you're going there, you're going to be with the same group of people. Once you get there, you're not going to be going out. Like it's just the, from here to there that is dangerous. But if everyone's yeah. getting tested and then kind of quarantining enough, like a production bubble together, that's really not, not the worst thing. Like, yeah, it's, it's yeah, not, uh, like, it's not the best case scenario, but like it, it's, it should be worth it. Obviously you said yes. I had no problem with the, with uh, working ESL and BTS and stuff. Cause like almost everybody that was there was able to drive into work and we're in a bubble in that regard. And like, we only see each other and I know all of those people there, they weren't seeing people beforehand. They're a bunch of gamers. They're sitting in their house. I know BSJ was sitting in his house streaming every single day. I saw his stream on every night. Is there, you guys should have a betting pool for whoever gets coronavirus first. Oh, that's a, you guys should have a death pool. Yeah. <laughs> you guys should have a death pool for, for the talent forever gets coronavirus. Mm. Well, uh, the, <laughs> I definitely have somebody of mine who, who, uh, I don't know who if does get sick more often than others. Yeah, I don't know if the talent list is revealed, but there's also someone that I'm thinking about. So maybe I can't say it now, but <laughs> yeah, the talent list isn't revealed, but I, I, I just can't be bothered to. <laughs> secrets. What's they said they're announcing soon. I'm just like, all right, well, is there? A I, th I thought about it five minutes ago. And I was like, they said they're releasing soon. Well, I hope they release by the time this podcast goes out. But honestly, I don't think anyone cares enough. Well, we know to, like, you're going. Make a Reddit post. Caps going to replay, and like nobody gives a shit. Yeah, that, that's gonna get beat out by the. Hey guys, I drew anti mage again. That'll that'll be a more popular post, honestly. Um. Yeah, probably should be. Is there probably? I mean, your thing isn't really new. It's like barely news. Um, it's good esports journalism. There'll, there'll be a, a score article about it. Um, is there like a contingency plan for if someone does test positive? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, long I, I dramatic pause. They are I presume they are quarantined in their hotel and uh, the rest of us have to work extra shifts. Um, I'm sure there is a plan B um, in the regard of, okay, if this becomes a thing, then the whole production is kiboshed and we all quarantine our hotels uh, or actually apartments are getting us apartments. Um, and then they just cast it online. Yeah, I wonder, like... Because worst case for you, like you fly over there, you get sick, you can't work, and then they're like, "Hey, we're not gonna pay you fully," and you're like, "Whoa!" Oh no, 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 no! no. I I still get paid even if I get sick. Great. That's Good. how that or that that is how all of my my stuff works. I I have never had a Dota talent um, get sick and not get paid for their work. It gets covered by other Dota talent. It's a stress on the other talent. But ultimately, like, we all cover for each other anyway. Like, I know, like, if I get sick and other people have to cover for me, like, I don't feel bad at all because I've covered so many people in my time. Like, yeah, you just, just y'all can spot me. Just pay it forward. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, what comes around goes around like, in these sort of things, right? It's like, uh, it, it's like when you go out to, to dinner in a group like this of, like, working professionals as well. Like, one of us will cover the bill. Nobody really keeps track. We all just kind of assume that we're going to be fair to each other. And, you know, we gotta it, go it'll, it'll eventually all circle around. We got to go back to dinner more so I can really take advantage of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, sorry. I don't know what came over me there. Um, 
God, you're right. You know, you, you said it earlier that, you know, we we talked about, ah, last episode capped on a phone. It doesn't sound too great. We'll just keep it short. Then we'll come back and we'll talk about the patch. And I, I have an update. It's been 50 minutes. Uh, we didn't do that. And I don't think we're going to do that. So I ah, think... We could do it real quickly. Ah, trust me. <laughs> real quickly? I, I, I could do it that's, real quickly. That's yeah. how much... Because I've only... Oh, man. I've only played Dota for two days. Okay, I actually went back. I haven't played Dota for a month and a half regularly. Okay, of course, like I played a little bit of Agonims before I went on vacation. Uh, yeah. I played like a little bit of Party Queue here and there, but it's been a month and a half since I've grinded rank like I always do. It's a good break. It's a real solid break. Yeah. And so I've only played for two days, so I can tell you everything that I've done with Dota which is very little, which is that uh, Doom seems OP. Um, it seems really powerful to have heroes that can be, like carry heroes that can be involved in kills in some way. I think Spectre is like one of the most notorious ones uh, because I feel like for B, you get so much gold out of kills right now. I played against Brax and we almost lost. Uh, we we were down against Mega Creeps and... Uh, against Brax and he was playing Spectre and he got so far so quickly. We were winning the game and then we lost like one team fight and he was a part of a few gangs or something. And next thing you know, I, I see him and he's got like Manta Diffusal Butterfly or something. And I'm just like, what the hell? How would he get so far? And he had a bad game uh, or at least he started off with a bad game. But uh, so heroes like that uh, feel really strong and yeah, I watched like one professional game. I think I watched Viking GG versus OG game two this morning. Um, that was, well, it didn't go the way that Immortal Faith wanted it to. The coach <laughs> of Viking GG who said that they were going to crush OG. Yeah, it didn't, <laughs> Instead, that didn't they happen. they got two out. <laughs> I, ah. <laughs> for, for, for my experience down in the in the trenches, I don't think people have adjusted to how much kills and deaths matter and give and will give money to the other team so i see a lot of people still playing like super fast and loose and like being like it doesn't matter i'm just an offlaner who died eight times because i was creating space or like getting xp or whatnot but people haven't fully realized like wow i just gave an infinity amount of gold to someone else yeah well, you say that though. Uh, I also watched No Tail. I was watching the game with uh, T Governor, and I was just asking him questions because obviously I don't really know the meta right now. And I was like, I know kills are worth more, and I was like, but does it matter? Like how under, like how much does it matter if you're a five position compared to like a two position or three position? And you're dying a lot because No Tail decided he would die nine times in twenty minutes as undying. I think he died like four times in six the first six minutes of the game or something like that. As he a dying, that's really dying impressive. Machine. He he died so many times, but the you know they still own that game. So I <laughs> I don't know if that's no tail flavor or if that's uh, OG flavor or if that's uh, something uh, about the way you're able to play five position. I'm not entirely sure. I have no clue right now. I still have to study up, uh, but yeah. Oh, drafting also seems a little, um, the first four bands, I don't remember what my opinion was. I think my opinion was front-loading bands meant that we were going to see a wider uh, hero diversity. I think that was my idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead, it just means makes drafting look really, really simplistic and not very interesting uh, when it comes to setting up your first pick. Because you know what people do now? is those first four bands, they just take like one hero, like, what do we want to pick? And they're like, all right, let's ban three of the counters <laughs> to that hero. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> that uh, that seems really inelegant. So, I don't know. Maybe it'll develop into something better, but for right now, just my very, very brief initial impression of it, not a fan. Is, we'll Doom, is Doom good because uh, the just the extra gold on Devour now? yeah it's like a bit of flavor to run it mid in na right now uh and it's made its way over to europe i know well, i think viking gg have played it mid i know it was banned against them anyway in today's uh game but yeah it's like you uh i think it's a couple things first of all getting the devour um level up pretty quickly feels really good so if you can get a solo lane like mid fantastic 
Um, the regen that you get out of level two devour is a lot and allows you to be able to mid against tough matchups. Uh, and then a third thing that I know it feels really good right now from my own experience playing it offlane is having both level 10 and level 15 be Scorched Earth talents. Whereas before they were opposing at level 10, you could either get movement speed or damage, pick one. Now you can get movement speed at 10 and damage at 15. And so you feel like a mid-game beast. On top of that, one more thing. Drums heroes are inherently good right now. T-Governor made a good point today to show that OG in both their games today have two drums cores. That's how good drums is right now, is that they made sure that they had two cores that were able to buy drums. And both of them did buy drums in, in game one and game two. So, Why? And Dooms is one of, Doom is one of the best drums heroes in the game, so... I had a drums game, or I had a Doom game the other day as an offlaner, and it was just pretty fun because I felt so rich. I'm like, man, I have yeah. so much, I have so much money, and I'm so speedy. <laughs> um, I have no, I, I couldn't tell you why drums is good though. It's very stat efficient, and the active is really good. Um, it fits for OG's team fighting playstyle, so I think that is a little bit of flavor for them specifically. But I think the active is really good and it's back to being a pretty stat efficient item. Like the build up feels very good, especially for someone like Doom. Uh, and then another thing about this patch I noticed, uh, because neutral creeps got stronger, like it's more effective to farm neutral creeps comparatively to last patch because mm -hmm. lane creeps got nerfed, the amount of gold that you get from that. So naturally neutral creeps become more value. Well, as expected, heroes like Doom, who use neutral creep farm, uh, and then heroes that like farm just generally quickly. And um, so, like TB, Spectre, Animage, I think are three of the carriers that I've seen the most. Uh, all three of those spend like dedicated times jungling. So, I think that's uh, another example. Both of them, all of them have farming mechanisms. Um, and then, like, AM goes for like Battle Fury and was the, one of the most notorious timing carries in the game right where he just afks for 30 minutes and then he comes out and is ready to fight i also played a terrorblade game and i didn't quite read the patch notes on metamorphosis not giving not slowing you anymore <clears throat> and i was like whoa uh, this is wild i'm so quick i get really excited yeah. when heroes have high move speed that's what i've learned about myself it's like whoa this is so much fun that's why i also like playing luna i'm like whoa she's so quick um do you also like Gyrocopter for that reason? Because that is one of my favorite. I hate playing carry, but when I do, like Gyrocopter is one of my heroes because you run around and you just kill shit. That's what your job is. I, I don't like Gyrocopter too much because he just feels like such dog shit lately, but I do love yeah. that about Razor. I love yeah, playing yeah, Razor yeah. and then someone's being like, oh, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gank you. Then I'm like, no, you're not. I have 150 more move speed than you. I'm going to walk <laughs> away. It's just fun. I bet yeah. Razor might Razor might still feel good with a static lane change, and then plus he's a drum zero, and his active is very good with drums with static link as well. Um, so I wonder if he is going to come back at all. I haven't thought about him. Yeah. yeah, I should I should try some Razor out. I'll let you know after I'm done grinding all, right. all my bad cavern heroes, which is like, hey guys, I got to play like a, I got to play like a puck game, and I never. I don't know how to play the hero, so just carry me. Oh, man. I had someone play Chen recently who didn't uh, dominate a creep for like 30 minutes. Also, have, did you, what level of uh, Agadims did you get to? Uh, I have beaten the first one like 10 times, and I haven't even played the second one. <laughs> Do you just like winning? Is that it? Like, what? Yeah, I keep on playing with you people. You don't want the challenge. I keep on playing with people who are like playing for the first time. So I'm like, uh, okay. I'm, I'm doing a lot of shepherding. I'm, I'm like a Sherpa who's getting people okay. up the mountain to the voice lines. <laughs> I want to, I don't make sure that everyone is, is friends who want to skirmish in every game. Oh, they play. Okay. So I'm, I'm just getting everyone up to there. Uh, no, I and then they go on to get a different party to do two, three and four. <laughs> they uh, go to the promised land that you can never go to. Uh, yeah, exactly. I never can go all the way. I'm I'm just stuck in in freshman year of high school. No, I need to start playing too. I got uh, I I I'm like one or two games away from maxing out the Agi tree and getting the 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 damage. So I've been playing a lot of I've been playing a lot of Ursa and Sniper. Um, okay. Ursa is inherently more fun, but Sniper is just like, hey, I'm gonna carry you through the game now. 
All right, so here's a thought process that I probably should have discussed uh, before the show, but since I literally just had it, what do you think about doing game reviews on this on this podcast? Very short and sweet. Okay. So I've been playing other games. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm sure you play some other games on, outside of Dota. Dude, I <laughs> I play a fuck ton of other games, dude. I played all of Ghost of Tsushima and I played The Last of Us Part Two, like all collectively in the last Actually, week. I don't know why I'm saying you I have played... another podcast that is literally dedicated to talking about <laughs> games. Why am I saying this? <laughs> dude, I'm very, I'm arguably better at doing that than I am at talking about Dota, for sure. So, all right. I mean, all right, let, let's make this an end cap sometimes. I don't know if I'll always be able to do it, but uh, the only reason I was thinking about that is because is I played a game today that just came out today called Other Side. It looks sick. It looks so good. Yeah, I was so excited. It's got noir elements. It's, uh, a, a, tact, uh, it's a tactics game. And then okay. it also has roguelike elements into it. That is my nerd boner trinity right there. That is... Uh, that I was like, I was like, holy shit. I didn't know they made a game just for me, but they did. Uh, and then I played it, and it's the first game I think I've ever Steam re refunded in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to do that recently with something. What did you say is, is your nerd boner trinity for? Uh, it, it's roguelike. Noir. Uh, tactics and uh, roguelike. Noir tactics and noir like. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna see if I can find anything interesting for you. Sure, surely okay. with the, with those three, I can probably pitch you some things that you might be into. Because um, because I, I like getting into 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 the back catalog because I'll, I'll play the AAA games. I can fuck with you know talking about and complaining about Last of Us Part Two for for a minute, but I'm also big into uh in into the smaller titles. So um. Ooh, okay, that's what will make this segment thing. It, it fuck AAA games because I don't play AAA games. I pretty much only play indie games because I need something that is my side bitch. You know, Dota is my main bitch. I need a, you know I need a side game. Yeah, side I need game to be able to play on the side. So indie games are always that for me. So I'll, I'll, I was a big fan of Binding of Isaac, for example. That was my side game for a really long time. I'll come at you. I'll, I'll come at you with something next week. I'll I'll, I'll pitch you a couple okay. things. So then, that, that was my shitty game, by the way. I've got a good game. You have a good game well. too. Oh, I thought yeah. you only had a bad story. That was my no. That was my shitty game. Other side with a C. Don't play it. I braided a C. Um, I played like two hours, I, I, I've, and I could already feel it being repetitive. So uh, don't don't buy that. Uh, but do buy Deep Rock Galactic. Holy shit, that game is so fun. If you are a fan of Left 4 Dead, uh, this this is that, except for with late game progression content, and you're a dwarf fighting aliens and and mining minerals. On alien planet planets. Also, uh, also, it's uh, it's um, what's the term? Uh, randomly generated dungeons or whatever that term is. Oh God! Uh, wow, this is embarrassing. Now it's the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Um, We're professional game reviewers. Procedurally, by procedurally the way. generated. It's procedurally thank you, generated. Thank you. Thank you. I that's, had to get that's there. exactly. So yeah, like every single uh, dungeon is is different every single time you play, and it makes it really fun. It's great to play in a four stack, uh, but it also can be fun just to play solo. But playing in a four stack is so much fun. Uh, I'm having really good times with this. So I put in 33 hours over the last two weeks. I would say, dude, I saw you on that on that game on Steam, and I'm like, what is that? And then I just yeah. didn't investigate. <laughs> It's fun, man. You got to check it out, man. Okay, I'll 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 come with some shit next time, or I'll get you some recommendations. I'm in the middle of uh, trying to grind the new Paper Mario game because I'm a masochist. Mm. So that's oh, it's bad. You're not enjoying it. I mean, I love the original Paper Mario game so much. I was such a big fan of the N64 one and Thousand Year Door that it's just been a progressive downward slide for Mario-based RPGs for the last. I don't know, 10 plus years that to have something new that is like really pretty and pretty thoughtful and still written well, but just not what I want is fucking painful. Rough. Yeah, I know. But there is, uh, there's a game called bug fables that is like, uh, it's inspired by old paper Mario games. It plays almost exactly like them that I highly recommend to people who are after that kind of experience. It doesn't have the okay. same, you know, the same joy of, of, 
what Mario brings just by inherently being Mario and having all that baggage and that world and that lore. Uh, but it does mm. a really good job at everything else. It was like made by a couple of Brazilian dudes. It's like super cool. Okay. I, I will get that for the Switch before I fly to Kiev and then I'll get um Oh, if you're into games Mario like that Rabbids as well. Yeah, you should you're that'll, get, that'll that'll itch both like a crossover. I'll get, still get my Mario itch while simultaneously getting a little bit of Paper Mario. Did you like the original Paper Mario games? Uh, I played uh, only the first one. It was a long time ago, uh, but I do remember liking it, yeah. Yeah, you should try Bug Fables. Would, would recommend. Okay. Go, go indie games. Um, but until that happens, I think, I think we'll do another show before you leave to Kiev, and then we'll figure out everything else that happens after that in the future because you're going to be gone for a minute but that's not that's not a right now us problem that's a later us problem and that's a i don't need to think about that i need to go play more paper mario so <laughs> yeah as we already established we're bad at timeliness and also we're procrastinators which is another time issue so I, it just compounds on each other bad at timeliness really good at not procrastinating current situation notwithstanding <laughs> because <laughs> i do have to Say goodbye to the podcast. Say goodbye to you. Uh, put it on a hard drive. Walk over to my other computer. Edit it. That's gonna take a minute. Um, and then don't forget it- my Attack on Titan theme song. <laughs> Just to add another half an hour to your editing process. It's right in the morning. <laughs> Right, right at the beginning. That's fine. I'm just going to go have another coffee and try and have dinner because it is 9 o'clock. So the podcast will go live in six hours. That's more than enough time. I got this. I fucking got this. Okay, everybody? You please, can do it, Joey. Please uh, tweet at me and say how appreciative you are of the quick six-hour turnaround, which is entirely on me for doing the show today and not yesterday. But that's fine. We don't have to talk about that. Man, uh, th- thanks everybody for for hanging out with us. We will be back next week with uh, some stuff and some things uh, before we play happens. Uh, don't leak the fact that Cap leaked that he's going because I don't know. And uh, yeah, let's 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 play some more. Let's play some more Aghanim's Labyrinth. Have you finished level two? No, I went on vacation like the day after it came out. So okay, so we can. Play and now it. I'm behind, so I'm like not really motivated to play it because I'm not one of the first ones to get to four. So it's kind of like whatever at that point in time, you know. <laughs> well, I guess I'll 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 rank up, and then I'll I'll carry you again. I'll I'll sherpa you up the levels. Ah, oh, thank you, thank you. I'm here to help everybody. Uh, thank you. Uh, if if you uh, like the show, press the fucking follow button on the podcast app. And if you haven't done that already, you're probably. You know how you know how they say like all the IQs on Earth are like in a bell curve. You can like graph IQ to bell curve. If you haven't followed the show, mm-hmm. you're on, you're on the left side. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're definitely on the left side. <laughs> I thought I thought you were going to say you are on one of the two sides. You're either very smart for not following the podcast, or you're very stupid. Nope, not sure which. Nope, nope. I have an opinion. I'm going to share it. Press the fucking okay. follow button, okay? <laughs> or I won't give you any kisses. <laughs>